Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. See, and here's the thing, though, and it's not a hot take, but I, 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 I think they're lying. You think they're lying? I, I think they're. Do you, yes, do you think I, they're I in think Arizona? They're no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. Or are they go? Lying. Are they actually no, going to no. go watch the Knicks Bulls? No, no. They are in Chicago for Knicks Bulls yeah, for the no. Eastern Conference Finals preview tonight between the Knicks and the Bulls. That's why they're really there. Well, I mean, and only Dan really has this. to show up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the other mm-hmm. guys can zoom in <laughs> and be yeah. like, hey, thanks for the seats. <laughs> hey, this is fantastic. Yeah, but cl- look, I mean, clearly, look, they're, they're taking the Packers and the Cardinals off of national television to put the Knicks and the Bulls <laughs> on tonight. So it's a really, really big deal tonight. Huge. Eastern Conference final preview. It made it all the way to NBA TV, which is like being almost on TV. It's really, really cool. I like when there was a press, press release put out saying it, it was a national game. And then, well, NBA TV was the last note to it. Here's where you find it. I think that kind of killed the buzz of, <laughs> wow, they elevated it to a top spot. Sure. And it's going to be opposite Thursday night football. And let's go. I was like, eh, NBA TV. Oh, boy. Uh, but we got more NBA on the way. Rick Buecher stopping by in about 20 minutes to talk the Russell Westbrook experience. Because last <laughs> night, the end of the Lakers-Oklahoma City Thunder game was, this was peak Russell Westbrook and buckle in because I am here for the Russell Westbrook experience. But two big stories that broke last night. Obviously, one uh, likely you are aware of. The World Series is tied at two games apiece. The Astros one game apiece. last night. Oh, one game apiece, rather. Uh, game two goes to the Astros in kind of an inverse from game one. We watched the Braves jump on the Astros early in game one, and they win game one of the World Series. Astros jump on the Braves early in game two, and they win it by the final of seven to two. Now, it's 1-1 going back to Atlanta, and clearly, look, Atlanta did what they wanted to do. They come back, and they win, they win, they win one of the first two games, and they split going home. I'm really concerned for the Braves. I, I'm really concerned for the Braves out of this because look at what's gone on in the last 24 hours for Atlanta. Your strength was going to be, here's the pitches, pitchers that we're going to trot out here for the World Series. Charlie Morton, Max Fried, first two games. These are guys we love, right? Fried is the guy they want on the mound. Morton, we know Morton's out for the rest of the playoffs now, and hopefully he's ready for the beginning of the season, pitching with a broken leg during game one before he has to come out. And then Max Fried, who look, he's there. He's there. Young. This is the guy we like. This is the, this is our this is our this is our Walker Bueller. This is our Degrom. This is our guy. And this is the second big game in a row that he has gotten just pasted. Uh, yeah, the horrible outing mm-hmm. against the Dodgers. The horrible outing last night against the Astros. And likely the only reason he stayed in the game as long as he did was to save wear and tear on the Braves bullpen, which comes and wins Game One for them in relief of Morton. But now you're talking about the Braves having to navigate the last five games of this series without your starters, you were bringing back in five and six because Morton is obviously not going to pitch and freed. I don't know what you're going to get from him. I mean, you can't walk out and say, Hey, we're feeling good about, uh, about our ACE on the mountain. No, you can't because he's not pitched well the last two times out. He's not looked aggressive. He has not looked that he is in command. And if I'm the Astros, I'm feeling great about this going, yeah, okay, we split, but we got our best pitcher is and out. And their other one, 
really is is in a big bad uh, bad place right now mentally because he's gotten racked around the ballpark the last couple of times out. I'm really worried how the Braves are going to try to navigate these next few games. Yeah, I mean, at least Freed was able to gut out five innings, right? Should they have pulled him in the second? You know, the world may never know. Did they just yeah. concede at that point? I, well, I was going to do the, the Tootsie Roll pop. We okay. all remember the ad. And it gets people a little cheery thinking about Saturday morning television uh, sure. in, in in the middle of their week. But the the idea that they didn't want to go to the bullpen early because what did they do? They used the bullpen a bunch to try to make sure they didn't give away that lead in game one. So you go to Freed and, and he gives you 86 pitches, only 59 strikes, seven hits, six earned runs, six strikeouts, but gets you five innings. Is that enough to kind of stem the tide? I don't know, because Ian Anderson coming in as your game three guy hasn't exactly been a workhorse in terms of innings, especially the last couple times out. I mean, you're looking at five innings pitch, five and a third, five. Then early, uh, you know, that's all early in the season. And then the last month, three innings, five innings, five and two-thirds. He did have a seven-inning game at the end of September, and then a six-inning spot back-to-back wins to close out the regular season but his last couple of outings very short work right so we're looking at taxing the bullpen once again when you know you're going to need them to pick up as this series goes and and you don't have more by the way morton greater than bloody sock better better than so many of the other storylines that could i don't know what you could put into the hall of fame for him you know, for pitching with a broken leg, there's got to be something there. Uh, uh, that's, that's yeah, that's really tough because you can't like cut off a piece of his leg, you know, and put it in. Maybe some toenails. You have to clip his toenails. I was thinking leg. more, know. you know, part of his uniform or something, and and then you just show the the video of the comebacker and saying, "See, kids, perseverance. Oh. You keep going." See, no, you can't do that, I, and I, I know why, because I just saw this, is that Charlie Morton's uniform actually goes to the guy that caught Brady's 600th uh, touchdown ball. Oh, that's is that, part of the that's been added yes. on? Yes, he's getting that, yeah. So just that's out. That's, that's already been promised. Is, is yeah. this is this guy's uh, stash now like a Wikipedia page? We just keep adding <laughs> paragraphs to it. Something <laughs> else a, happened. Hey, give him more. Yeah, I want this, and I want this. Yeah, but that's out of our control. I, you get it for me. I gave you that 600th ball. Okay, listen. Hey, this is the Bucks. We'd really like Charlie Morton's jersey. Uh, we got to give it to this guy. I know, I know, I know. If you could just, listen, just send us a fake one, all right? Just send us one of the other ones, and we'll just tell them it's real, and, and it's going to work well, out Well, the, uh, the Packers are starting to sell shares again in the company. In the team, oh, they're going to have they're, to they're, having, they're printing those certificates. Does he get yeah. a few of those while he's at it? Well, yeah, because because I think the guy actually said, "Hey, if Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, I want to own part of the Packers. Yeah. So this is this is what I'm going to do." I tell you, the guy's going to have everything. Trust, he's going to have Aaron Rodgers jersey after tonight. Just watch. I like this. Just That's watch. Next level stuff right here. Uh, so game. Three of the World Series, Friday night. And, you know, the one good news about this is that, hey, ratings were up over game one last year. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting for the ratings uh, to come in from the night of game two, uh, which is great. And and because of the pandemic and, and it was a really difficult year last year in sports, obviously. Uh, but I, I got a feeling if I had to, if I had to put my money on this, that we're going seven games in this series. Neither team looks like a team that can pull away from the other. These are both teams that got hot at the right time, right? That, that's how you win the World Series. The best teams get in, the hottest teams win it. The Braves are a really flawed team. The Astros are a flawed team. You know, we have this image of the Astros as, oh, my God. They, you know, they went and won in 2017. They were there in back-to-back years and all this. Thing. 
the Astros are not quite the Astros of that time. They don't have the pitching, the lockdown pitching that they had before. So th- this is one of those series where I don't really see either team saying, hey, you know, we're going to rip off the next three. Uh, this is going to be one of those knockdown, drag out, scratch and claw years where uh, th- we're, we're going to see a seven game series, which is going to be great because we get the fall classic to go seven. So the good news, even though we didn't get the Dodgers, which I know, look, everybody wanted the Dodgers. Everybody wants to see the Dodgers and the Astros. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, look, I wanted to see it because I wanted to see the Dodgers say, hey, here's our uh, here's our idea for the World Series Astros. They'd say, lay it on me. If we win, we get this World Series and we get 2017. If you win, you get both of them, and then we don't say anything about the cheating scandal on. Are you in? And that would work, and that would be the bet. Instead of the crazy mayor bet where we're betting cheesecake versus steak or whatever it is, that's the bet. That would have been the bet. The Dodgers say, okay, we win, we get them both. And if you win, we drop the gambling. Uh, we gambling. We drop the sign stealing scandal. Sorry, that was just. That didn't mean to say that. Uh, we drop the sign stealing scandal, and then we move on. That would have been great. Yeah, but that allows it to really build into a whole other thing. I mean, this is like Rocky versus Apollo Creed the second time, or or pick any of your uh, big wrestling pay per view matches that you got the uh, return bout in and. You know, maybe there's a, a loser leaves town match. Maybe there's a hair match, a ladder match. I mean, there's all different ways we could do this. Put mm-hmm. them inside the cage. All, all of these things could could come to fruition. Uh, alas, we did not get that. Uh, and yesterday you had the exit interviews for the Dodgers executives. They got a lot of decisions to make. Sure. So rebuild, retool, repurpose. Fortunately, you have a, a giant war chest behind you, uh, but a lot of decisions to make on guys that have become very important to the organization and fan favorites, couple that maybe they should have looked at extending before you got to this point. But, hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. As always, I'm, I'm looking at you, Taylor, because uh, he's going to go get paid. Uh, but, you know, when we, we start looking at – uh, the the rest of this series, I, I think for me, it's all Atlanta pitching. Can you get enough innings out out of the relief arms? Because they're going to be taxed. I mean, they are, they are going to really have to pick up some big stressful situations. And what what's always the the rule of the three pitcher or, or three batter rule for pitchers? I, I think will come up at least once or twice here, where it's a leverage situation. Like I can't take this guy out. And now all of all of a sudden I'm facing Correa or I'm facing Altuve, who's now setting records uh, at this point and creeping up all these all-time lists for playoff heroics. So uh, advantage Houston, even though Atlanta got the split. Why? Because Morton just has to watch like the rest of us. So we'll have more on the World Series uh, as the day unfolds. But the other big news that came in last night late is that for this big Titanic matchup tonight and Thursday night football, the Packers and the Cardinals, there's so much at stake. Whoever comes away with the win tonight is going to be the team that Friday morning you're going to see everywhere on on TV. Hey, this is the favorite to get to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a phenomenal event tonight. The Cardinals are going to do it without J.J. Watt. And not only that, they're going to do it without J.J. Watt for the rest of the season. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting Wednesday night that Watt is going to undergo what is likely season-ending shoulder surgery. No date yet has been set for the procedure. Now, this is a big story mainly because of the name of J.J. Watt, right? It, it, when they signed him, look, I, I hate to say I told you so, but I said, listen, you're giving him $28 million for two years. How long is he going to make it before he gets hurt? Right. right. This is just who he is. Right? Well, he's been and, every other year for the yes. last five. 
he can't stay healthy. He hasn't been really good since 2018. And you know that at 32, being a part-time player, he's only going to play so long. You're going to get four games. You're going to get nine games. You're going to get one game. But you knew this was going to come. And still, this is why when I looked at the Cardinals, I said, what the hell, man? I mean, you know what's going to happen. You're still going to guarantee him $23 million. And now with him being out, I believe his, his contract for next year is guaranteed against injury. So voila, now you're paying J.J. Watt for next year, too. The, but the sunny side of it is for the Arizona Cardinals is that it's not really that big a deal. Right? Watt was a great player. And now you signed him hoping that he would give you some kind of production and be one of those locker room leaders that you have on a young team that is figuring things out. So if you look at the trade-off of, well, we signed J.J. Watt, and for seven games, we got what we got out of him, right? He was really invisible for the first month of the season uh, as he was trying to figure things out. And then he's played well uh, the last three games. But it's not like they're losing Chandler Jones. It's not like they're losing Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins. They're losing J.J. Watt. Injuries happen, and they're losing somebody that you're hoping, all right, well, hopefully he was able to import whatever amounts of knowledge that he has had and and, and the team has been able to uh, understand and and they will be able to cope with his loss, which I think they will. And the bottom line is you're 7-0. Right? It's not like, boy, we really need him. We're trying to, sc- trying to scramble and make the playoffs. We're 4-3 and three in a crowded NFC. No, you're 7-0. and oh. So that part of it at least was worth it, where you spent a lot of money, which you probably shouldn't have, and you brought him in. But the flip side is, without him being an incredibly big contributor, because you were 4-0 and oh when he wasn't really playing well, you were 3-0 and oh when he was playing sort of well, um, you can withstand this. I, I really I have no issues uh, with the Cardinals, and I think they're going to go forward just fine in the wake of this news. Schedule still has some soft off landing spots on it. Chandler Jones, Zach Allen return uh, for the game tonight against the Packers. Packers without Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator, obviously without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, as all you fantasy owners well know, as you try to uh, find replacement options uh, in your lineup, certainly for Adams. Lazard was going to be the pickup until he wasn't available. Sterling um, Sharp, pick up Sterling no, Sharp. He's he's, he, he might be out there on available yeah. play, players list as well. But Bakhtiari isn't back. So when you look at short term, it's fine. I mean, Watt, 10 quarterback hits, a sack, five tackles for loss this year. Uh, but like I said, they do get their reinforcements. Uh, and Chandler Jones, who had that monster game to start the season, 14 quarterback hits and playing well. And Zach Allen, third-year guy, uh, that'll help fortify things. But we'll see how much it tests that back seven uh, that much more, right? More on the corners. Because even if Watt's not piling up stats, you know, still disrupting plays, and now you've got to make up for that. I think the timing also is curious. Why? Because we've got our trade deadline coming up here in short order, Jason. So maybe, just maybe, Arizona starts to look and try to fortify that defensive front. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. In for Dan and the Danettes today here on Fox Sports Radio. So, of course, we got tons of football on the way. We have a star quarterback who maybe in the last couple of weeks is with his gig. We'll get to that coming up later on this hour. But straight ahead, we got Rick Buecher on the way. 
It was a night last night for Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. You had an incredibly large blown lead. You had Russell Westbrook playing great. You had Russell Westbrook playing awful. You had a quadruple double. You had him getting tossed. You had him showing leadership. You had the full Russell Westbrook experience. Hang on to your hats as we tell you how last night unfolded between the Lakers and Oklahoma City. That's coming up next right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's uh, it's it's parent day here at school. So I know, Jimmy, your dad's a fireman. He was going to come in and talk about, uh, you know, saving lives and all the great things firemen do. But instead, we have a speech from Tom Thibodeau on Joe Kim Noah. So everybody put your books away. And this is what we're going to play. Uh, look up front. We're going to play it right now for you. There you go. Heart, hard work, determination. <laughs> you can do like the big voice guy just doing like one one words to talk about <laughs> dedication to your craft. <laughs> it's going to be difficult because Tom Thibodeau would probably have to smile at some point. And, and, you're, and when you're saying nice you can't things break about, character. I don't know. Yes, he was great. Did you like to have him? Yes, he was terrific. Are we done? Are we done? Can we move on? Can we move on? Uh, but that's tonight. Last night. The Lakers playing back-to-back nights without LeBron James for a second game in a row. Uh, lose to Oklahoma City, who had not won yet this season, 123-115. Mm-hmm. It was the Russell Westbrook experience on full display. A quadruple double for Russ with the dreaded turnover uh, faction, with 10 turnovers being the fourth category. It wasn't enough. The Lakers missed some big shots at the end, and then Westbrook gets ejected when with four and a half seconds left to go, the Lakers are down five. The game is over. They inbound the basketball, and Darius Baisley, who should still be playing for Jim Beheim at Syracuse, uh, intercepts the ball at midcourt, goes in for an uncontested dunk, which you really don't do in the NBA. The game's over. You dribble it out. But he's 21, and he says, hey, I can get to 20 points. This is great. Russell Westbrook made no bones about it, went over and got into it with Baisley, got his second technical, got thrown out of the game. And so the Lakers walk away from this game losing and everything that goes on Mm -hmm. with the drama of getting Russell Westbrook is there to break down. So breaking it down now here with us, Fox Sports 1, NBA insider extraordinaire, Rick Buecher. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. Rick, good morning, man. What's happening? Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Dominating yourself. Uh, indeed, better better off than the certainly the Los Angeles Lakers and Russ Westbrook right now. Uh, everything that they gave that San Antonio Spurs overtime win, they gave back and then some in the loss to the Thunder. You know, I look at this game, Rick, and I said, listen, this is the Russell Westbrook experience, which if this is what it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. Sign me up. I mean, because I, I, yeah, I want to see stuff like this every yeah. single game. You know, in the loss, I will say this, in the loss the last couple of nights, the Lakers, probably because of necessity, they've run the offense through Russell Westbrook. That's kind of what I think the Lakers have to do, even when LeBron gets back. Because if you're going to – I mean, Russell Westbrook, Rick, you, you, you and I, we've talked about this. You didn't get Russell Westbrook to be a guy playing off the ball to stand in the corner and wait for the ball for a three. I mean, you got Westbrook yeah. to be who he is, and then LeBron and AD can kind of be the ones, all right, we're going to figure out our roles around it, and that's probably the way they need to go forward. I would agree. Russell Westbrook does not work or is not is Russ, he's not Russell Westbrook off the ball. If, if you want the triple-double and the occasional quadruple-double, then that's the way you have to play. But that ultimately is why I never believe that this is going to work to the level that Lakers fans or Jeannie Buss or Frank Vogel or Rob Zelenka believe 
that it's going to work, if indeed they believe it's going to result in a championship. Because LeBron James isn't LeBron James playing off the ball. And getting Anthony Davis going, I don't know that you're capable of doing that playing through Russell Westbrook because while he is a terror in transition, when you have to go and play in a half court, which is other than getting that long, you know, 90 foot lob to Anthony Davis, when the defense falls asleep, he gets behind them. You're more than likely going to get something or get a lot for him in half court. set, And that's not where Russ operates with a lot of efficiency. And so it, it, it's, a, it's a sort of pick your poison. Unfortunately, it's a pick your poison for the Lakers. You're, you're not going to get the best of Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James playing through Russell Westbrook. But you're not going to get the best of Russell Westbrook playing through anybody else. Well, take it further. Flip to the the other side. Uh, well, the lack of defense. You give up 123 points to Oklahoma City, yet to a, hold a team under 115. Rick, and I know Frank yeah. Vogel Vogel's uh, you know reputation is as a defensive wizard, but you you still have to have some ingredients if you want to cook. Yeah, no, thousand percent. I mean, go down the list of who they play right now. Russell Westbrook, subpar. Defender. Carmelo Anthony, subpar defender. Uh, Kent Bazemore, average defender. Uh, Anthony Davis is the only guy there that you think of as being an outstanding defender. Even LeBron James at this point of his, his career is not that. Rajon Rondo, subpar defender at this point. I mean, when you have Russell and Rajon on the floor together, there's I don't know how much Dwight Howard has left at this point in his career, but even he's not going to be good enough or Anthony Davis good enough to stop the deluge of guards attacking and getting to the paint. And to me, that's also the problem with being as old as they are, is that what you'd like is to be able to finish games where don't have to play LeBron James long minutes. Anthony Davis, with his injury history, you want to, you want to be able to win, win games like the, the Dynastic Warriors did, where they're sitting guys in the fourth quarter. If you can't defend, then you're never going to have those games. I mean, we just saw it. They, we've seen it every game, basically, where they have a game, they're up by – 10, 15, in this case, 26, but they can't hold that lead because they can't defend. And so it's just, look, they got a lot of talent. They're still going to win games, but how are they going to get the level that we're talking about, which is playing for a championship? Because I just, it's to your point, I don't see the ingredients in order to defend. In fact, I think the age factor came in because, they were great in the first quarter, player movement, ball movement, slicing them up halfway through the second quarter. Like, okay, are we done with that? Can we just like, <laughs> can we just, hey, gee, can, we just throw the, can we just throw the ball into you and the rest of us will shoot threes? Cause man, my feet hurt. That was a lot in the first quarter. Hey, back to backs are no joke, Rick, in the second week of the season. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. No, and, and hey, I mean, they played two relatively young teams that are going to be geeked up, that are going to play fast. They're going to see. They're going to see a lot of that. That's the way the game is is played now. And I again, anytime they play a team with any sort of a point guard, attacking point guard, they're going to be in trouble because I don't see the guy that you put in front of them at this point. Frank Vogel is asking Avery Bradley, "Do you have anything, anything left?" And for those who are saying, "Hey, look, we got Taylor Horton Tucker. We got we got all these guys that are injured right now. Kendrick Nunn." Uh, Trevor Ariza, okay, so there's two things here. One, if you think those guys are going to be better defensively, that means they're taking minutes away from Russ Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony and some of your other stars, which I don't know how well that's going to go over. And two, if you're doing that, then you're losing supposedly all this offensive power that you have. They just don't have the kind of two-way players that you need to play for a champion. That's the bottom. Rick Buecher, our guest here, Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes. All right, uh, let's get to the end of the game here, Rick. Because we, you know, as I mentioned, Russell Westbrook got really mad. Baisley intercepts the ball at midcourt, yeah. goes in for the dunk. Uh, really took issue of it. Talked about it in his post game press conference. You just don't do stuff like that. Uh, did you have an issue with with Baisley the interception at midcourt going in for the dunk? I did not. Simply because I look at the age, I look at the thunder, and and it wasn't as if it was a steal like in the front court, you know, or got a rebound and went the distance. He intercepted a pass at midcourt and was at full stride. Now, a veteran would have pulled off. A veteran would. He was excited. He was like, I'm like, I'm going to go crush this. The crowd was going nuts. I get where Russ is coming from. It just it seems like a weird time for Russ to make that point or to really lose it. And he didn't lose it, but you got bigger things to worry about right now than the, you know, the unwritten rules or the etiquette of, of basketball. That, that was my, my second thought. Like, I, I get it. But I get why, why why the young kid did it, and I just feel like Russ, you got you got bigger issues. Well, it's great th- theater for all of us, so we'll we'll lap it up uh, as he stalked him all across the court. Probably should have been in Carmelo's face for airballing that three point shot, but <laughs> let's leave that alone for for you know. And, and look, you you've been on with us for years, Rick, in, in our evening show, and, and you know, uh, well, it's a titanic battle tonight as the Knicks take on the Bulls. Um, the Nets have their issues. Kevin Durant has to deflect, saying, "I know what you want me to ask and or want me to answer," and says, "Well, yeah, we miss Kyrie." So so that's part of the equation. Are these two teams actually contenders in the Eastern Conference? The Knicks and the Nets and the Bulls. Oh, the Knicks. Can and the, the Bulls. can the Bulls? Right. I mean, I don't think Kobe White's going to be available until late, if he is at all. But do they have enough firepower in the East to hang around? I, I no. Well, it's not firepower. It's experience, and it. And, this was, you know, they're winning the first four games. That was the first time in Zach Levine's career, career, he's won four games in a row. Now, that's your best player. 
DeMar DeRozan has a certain degree of experience, but Zach Levine is your leader. And I just look across the board at this team, and I think this is a, this is a building year. This is a year where you make the playoffs, you figure things out, you figure out how you want to play, and you go forward. But if you look at Toronto and you look at some of the, the wins that they've had, first of all, played the three worst, the three of the worst teams in, in the league to get to 4 uh, 0. And two, the way they've won indicates that there's a lot of learning to still happen. Yeah. Are they a playoff team? Without question. And are the, are the Knicks? Uh, the Knicks are going to be what they were last year. I, I still don't see how they go anywhere in the postseason with you know, with care, basically riding Derrick Rose as the guy that can create for everybody else. Good, good as Julius Randle is one-on-one, he's not that player. And if they're a little healthier, maybe they win around, but I can't see but much more than that. Sorry, sorry to be on that. I can already see. By the way, you were talking about Tom Thibodeau smiling. <laughs> yeah. I always when when I, when I think of him smiling because I have seen it. I think of uh, Gru. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's a smile where you just go. Is he? Is, is it painful for him to smile? Does that? Does that hurt? Does that... <laughs> He's on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher. Hey, he's got to hey, ask him all your questions about tonight's Eastern Conference Finals preview between the Knicks and the Bulls. He will be there all day for you answering those. Rick, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for getting up so early. We will talk to you soon. Russell Westbrook, yo. <laughs> oh, it's only just begun. Thanks, Rick. Uh, uh, listen, as I said with the Lakers in the beginning, they're going to be fine like around game 15, right? They need some time to get used to it. Clearly, Westbrook and Anthony Davis already have figured out playing with each other. And, yeah, the offense has to go through Westbrook because this is why you got him. If you have him play off the ball, he's going to be just a guy. And he's going to sulk. He's going to be upset. He's not going to play well. He needs to be the ball-driven point guard he's been for the last decade plus. And that's how you're going to win with LeBron coming in and saying, okay, what's the best way that I can exert my will on every single game? Not that suddenly it's, hey, it's Russell Westbrook's team, but LeBron's the guy that can change. LeBron's the best player the last 30 years. I mean, this is what we've, this is what we've seen now in the NBA. We watched him go from, hey, he, look at what he does at forward. I'm going to be the point guard this year. Well, how is that going to go? Oh, guess what? I can lead the league in assists. Uh, that's the kind of player he is. And it would be less wear and tear on him. Him if he's able to figure out in an amoeba-like way, all right, here's what I'm going to do. This is my best way, and it's going to be a few games to figure it out with Westbrook being the guy handling the ball. But that's why you got Westbrook. You got him to be Russell Westbrook. You didn't get him to be a guy that can fit into your system, which is why when Frank Vogel said that after the first mm-hmm. game, I said, well, wait a minute. What, 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 why the hell did you get him for? I mean, all, you're gonna, all you've done if you're going to do that is make sure that every night the Lakers lose on Twitter, Buddy Heald trends under the heading of Lakers fans wish they had gotten Buddy Heald instead of Russell Westbrook because they need a shot maker. I mean, that's all you've 
you've clinched with doing that. The minute the Lakers decide, okay, this is where our offense goes, and maybe they got a glimpse of it the last couple of nights because LeBron is out, this is the way they're going to succeed. It will take a little bit, and I fully expect them to be a 500-ish team through the first 15 or so games, but then they'll figure it out, and they'll start winning games. LeBron trusts the veteran players more than he trusts the young players. That's why this roster has been remade with everybody who's over the age of 30 that LeBron James has ever played with. That's going to make the Lakers better because when LeBron trusts players, he plays better. When he doesn't, he gets into LeBron mode where you scratch your head and go, what was that all about? So this is his team. This is what this is going to work out, but they got to have the offense go through Westbrook. Well, yeah, I mean, look, there, there's a, a lot of uh, film study to try to figure out how to actually play some defense, right, and where you can steal some possessions because that's going to be a difficult proposition all year long. We can stipulate to that. As for figuring out your offense – at this point in his career, you're trying to have as few stressful minutes on LeBron James' body as you can, particularly in the regular season, right? Once you get to, to April, you know, release the hounds, release the Kraken, whatever you want to say, let him go and, and, and go win another title. But in the interim, you know, you're managing minutes, you're managing egos, and you're trying to get these guys to play and function together. For LeBron, it's been the evolution of a player, and I think you and I, you know, for the last – two-plus years have been talking about it on our evening show of, all right, when's LeBron start to make that move where he's down baseline a little more, right, where he's in the post and he's off the ball, and, and will will that happen? It seems like bringing in Russell Westbrook, someone would have had that conversation with him, right, that this is probably what we need to do to magnify, you know, our offense and, and get the best out of everybody. Yeah, but you think so? Or is this just uh, LeBron James going, hey, get Russ. Well, how's it going to work? It'll be fine. Okay, let's make the call. It, 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 it could have been a, a it'll be fine. But, you know, <laughs> that that means that uh, adaptability and adaptation is going to be the the main word. I, I think if they were to to put up a, an O'Brien trophy at the end of the year, I, I think that would have to be the slogan, wouldn't it? You got mm. Ted Lasso and Believe. I uh, hear it's adapt. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. In for Dan and the Danettes today. Thanks to Rick Buecher for stopping by again. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Buecher. But we got more NFL on the way. After news in the last 24 hours, it is clear that one star NFL quarterback knows he may not have that much time left as his team starter. Who is it and why? We'll break it down coming up next. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Dan and the Danettes today. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, We've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday. So do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today who are on their way to Chicago for Knicks Bulls tonight. Actually, Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame, but most likely Knicks Bulls. Uh, we'll have more NBA coming up next hour on the show, but... In advance of Thursday night football this week, we have the, had the big news of J.J. Watt going to be out for the Cardinals against the Packers tonight. Um, there's another player who 
kind of had that news cycle interrupted for him a day ago, and that's the Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield, who took all the reps with the ones in practice for the Browns in advance of their game against the Steelers this week with Case Keenum uh, taking the reps of the twos. Baker Mayfield was asked if he could play Sunday. He said, absolutely, I can play Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, This is a far cry from, hey, if I can't play, I'm not going to go out there and hurt the team. Mayfield sees the writing on the wall, and that is that the Browns know that they have either an itch to scratch or they think we'd be okay getting by without Mayfield. All right, And it's not because Mayfield's a terrible quarterback, but Mayfield hasn't made that leap. I mean, this is his fourth year in the league, and he's just a middle-of-the-pack kind of quarterback. And, and just to show you how big windows open and close in the NFL, you may look at last year saying that might have been the year for the Browns, right? Mayfield was playing as best as the head of the snake. They had a great rushing attack in every couple of games. Mayfield would go for 30, 350 yards and three touchdowns, and the Browns would win. Here's year four, and he hasn't made that leap, and the Browns are struggling. And they need him to be a great quarterback because when you draft a guy number one overall, it's what you're expecting. You're not expecting someone to be somewhat of an elite game manager. And Browns have looked around the league and go, well, from year one to year two, look at the leap Joe Burrow has made. Uh, From year one to year two, year three, look at the leap that Josh Allen made. Look at Kyler Murray is making leaps. We're not getting a leap from Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is the same kind of quarterback he's been for the last couple of years, which makes them think, can we get by without him? Do we really need him? And when they had to put Case Keenum in, Case Keenum was fine. With limited reps, he comes in, runs the offense. The offense does pretty well. And you saw after the game, Browns players said, hey, we have confidence in either one of these guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. this wasn't we got to get Baker Mayfield back as quick as possible. We love Case, but Baker's our guy. This was we can do it with either one. And we've watched Case Keenum do this before with the Vikings in 2018. Catch lightning in a bottle for the majority of a season. Boy, look how well he's playing with all those great weapons. Baker Mayfield's got a couple of games to prove that he can still be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Because if they lose these next couple of games and Mayfield is just okay, guess what? The Browns are going to Case Keenum for the rest of the season as they try to, to win these games. So th- this is Baker Mayfield's real last. doesn't matter how many commercials he has going on around the country. This is his last chance to hold on to the Browns starting quarterback job because clearly if he falls another couple of games, Case Keenum will be the guy. Picked up that 50-year option, going to pay him about $19 million next year. I mean, the big question is, how hurt is he? Is it pain tolerance, pain management, or is it something that really should require a couple more weeks off? You've got a game against the Steelers, and you've had a lot of chatter leading up to it, and then you've got the battle for Ohio on November 7th. Uh, That'll be in the early window uh, going up against the upstart Bengals, who you're now being compared to on a whole other level, right? It used to be the, how bad are they? And now it's like, well, how good are these teams? And everybody jumping on the Joe Burrow and the Bengals bandwagon, just like they did with Baker Mayfield. See, literally, it's last season, right? It's like last season's close when you go to a, a mall. It's like, hey, why is that on sale? It's it's not the, the hot, hip thing anymore. Uh, Baker Mayfield, just that. Last year, and, and I like Baker. I, I think he fits what they, they want to do. And last year, he did a good job of cutting down on the turnovers, right? Goes all the way down to eight interceptions after being in that uh, – dubious having the dubious distinction of getting to 20 uh the year before right i mean you go go back to 21 interceptions against 22 touchdowns in that six and ten season in 2019 last year 
two four-game stretches where he had multiple touchdown passes, a bunch of shutouts, uh, and narrow wins, but they want to run the ball and play defense. And, and that's what they did with Case Keenum last week. He made a couple of big throws. You don't have the world beaters at wide receiver that uh, you thought you were, were going to, you know, thinking that you've got – Chubb and Hunt in the backfield, so Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. will eventually be the Odell Beckham Jr. that you remember from all the highlight videos and, you know, kicking nets and everything else. And he's not that guy, right? He's not that guy on this offense. And your tight ends don't have the same level uh, of effectiveness. It's all about the offensive line and the run game, as evidenced by De'Ernest Johnson going as hard as he did, including that 5-17 to close out a win against the Broncos, where he had seven carries for 52 yards. Good job by the O-line. Take it out of the quarterback's hands. That's their M.O., right? And that's what they did with Baker oftentimes last year, and and we saw it in the early going here. It's like, well, when he needs to, can he make that throw? So there's a little bit of trepidation there, I think. And look, it's not my money, but he's up for the extension, and we're talking 34 to $36 million dollars. Is that what you where you want to put your money in, or do you want to invest in other positions? Because if you don't have a quarterback, you don't you don't really get to do much here in this uh, National Football League in 2021. So uh, while I don't think it's quite as dire as you do in terms of a short time time frame here, it, it certainly is in the offing that you know they're, they're looking for someone else coming in at 2022. Yeah, look, he'll get Sam Darnold, in which it'll be, hey, the uh, we want to move on and we're going to dangle him for somebody who thinks they aren't going to get a quarterback in the draft and they can have Mayfield for a year and see how it works. But here's the deal, and this is another reason why things are more dire, is that their next two games right now, they got the Steelers at home on Sunday, then they're at the Bengals, right? They lose these two games. Where are the Browns? At the bottom of the AFC North and you're looking for some kind of spark, something to do it, as Bill Parcells would always say, I can't spark the offense by changing the right guard. You know, I change the quarterback, and that does it. And if we're going to do it anyway, let's do it now, and Case Keenum gets the last eight games to say, hey, I can do this just like I did with Minnesota back in 2018. The, the writing's on the wall there for Mayfield. He is under so much pressure in these next couple of weeks. It's not even funny. Baker's got a 0.1% completion percentage advantage over Case Keenum for his career. Oh, boy. Yeah, but uh, when the writing's there, my Carmen, what, that's where it is. That's where things are. You are you going to start singing Kodachrome now? <laughs> Coming up next, we got two big stories out of the NFL. This is Fox Sports Radio.